Welcome to the spring sports season premiere of this week in Princeton Vikings athletics here on VikeNation.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer and we're happy to be joined once again by Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts. Uh, Joe, good to be back with you. I know we were, we were talking just before we started recording. You had a chance to actually take advantage of a spring break and, and uh, recharge the batteries a little bit. Yeah, you know, Jason, it is great to be talking to you guys again and it's great to to be talking about spring sports and, and the beautiful weather that, that's coming our way. But, yeah, it was good. I was able to take a little vacation over spring break and kind of get away with the family and decompress a little bit as we gear up to the to the final stretch. I was mm-hmm. – we got back on Saturday, and I headed over to our baseball game against Fairfield, and I was talking to one of our assistant principals, and there is five weeks left starting today for our senior class. And it is absolutely amazing how quick this has gone. And so, you know, we're, yeah, were- we're excited about the home stretch because of everything that we've all gone through. But uh, it's, it's going to be, you know, just kind of reminiscent and short-lived a little bit for our kids. So we're excited to see what they, what's to come after high school for them. And there's a lot of action to uh, get through here in the next five, six weeks or so as far as sports goes. And uh, we're going to talk about spring sports here today to kick things off as the spring sports season is really just getting underway. And some teams, as a matter of fact, have yet to kick off as we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, April the 6th. But before we do that, uh, it's been a busy time at Princeton since you and I last talked to wrap up the uh, winter sports season. Uh, first of all, as folks know, by uh, checking out VikeNation.org, you have a new football coach. Um, coach Daniels uh, moved on, was originally slated to go to Army to be the director of on-campus recruiting. He's since moved on from there. Now he's an Akron Zip as the uh, running backs coach. So you got to get a replacement. You found a pretty good one in Andre Parker coming over from Winton Woods. And you know, if you could not – ignore the success he had at Winton Woods the last number of years and built really built them up into a Division II powerhouse. Uh, when you went through the process, what was it about Coach Parker that sold you as the guy to uh, be the next guy to lead your program? You know, it, honestly, it was his demeanor. But then again, it was his, um, his attitude about what he wants to do with football. He has a plan. And his plan is very consistent. Um, he is he's he's methodical in some ways, but but if you've never had a chance to talk to him, and you will soon, he is so quiet when he's not in that football environment. And um, I just I I am so excited about his desire to come in and continue to build on what Coach Daniels has done and what all of the Princeton Viking football coaches have done prior to because that tradition is so strong and and he wanted to be a part of that. He wants to be a Princeton Viking and he wants to continue that movement forward and really take us to the next level as, as we look into the future, not only in our league, but, but across the board. I mean, everyone can talk about how, you know, the goal is to win a state championship and, and what you have to do to do that. And I truly believe that coach Parker has a foundation and a plan in his mind that he's going to lay in front of us to achieve that goal. What's been the reaction to your players that are coming back that are actually going to get to play for coach Parker? Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's been comboed. It's been a, t- a, you know, a little bit mixed in terms of uh, there's some hesitation there. They had such a close relationship with coach Daniels 
Um, but yet there's, there's some, some high motivated enthusiasm to see what's going to come once he gets here. He's still working at Wenton Woods School District right now until the end of the school year. So in terms of him physically seeing the team every single day, he has not had that opportunity as of yet, except when he comes over for uh, weights and conditioning. But I think once he's in the building and once he's there every day, the, the light switch is going to just completely turn. So you've got a brand new football coach now. And soon after that, or around the same time, we found out that you now need to find a new girls basketball coach as uh, after the uh, girls basketball season, unfortunately ended in the, in the district final and was ended be due to COVID uh, not because the team got beat on the court there. It was announced soon thereafter by coach Jill Phillips. And she has decided to step down and uh, step aside from her coaching duties after 17 years, 325 wins. The accolades go on and on about uh, how great Coach Phillips has been, not only for the program, but, but for Princeton High School uh, in general. Uh, what was your reaction when Coach Phillips came to you and said, my time has come, I need to step aside, and where are you right now in finding her successor? Well, my, my first reaction was um, there was some, a little bit of sadness but my first, my, my initial thought was I, I kind of saw it a little bit as we went through the season, um, not in terms of just her ready to move, but you could see that progression. This has not been an easy year for anyone. And she, she was so at peace with the decision. It was, it was, she knew where she was. As I related to a lot like what Roy Williams just did the other day when he stepped down at North Carolina, you have someone that's been an institution for you and, and a champion for our kids in coach Phillips. And it just, you know, what can you say? Top one of the top 10 basketball coaches on the girls side in the state of Ohio, in my personal opinion, and realized that she's done what she can do and her time has come. And when we started talking, she talked about, you know, her parents were getting, up there in years and she hasn't had a chance to see them with COVID and she needs to spend more time. And I told her, I said, stop right there. Your decision right there is why you're, why it's time to go. Yeah. You have family that you need to see. You have a son playing baseball in college at the university of Akron. You know, you have other things that are going, but the most important part about it is she's not going away. She's still, she's still in the building teaching. She's going to be there for our student athletes not just the girls basketball players, but all of them. And she cares so much about Princeton and, the, and our kids that it's, it's going to be a very harmonious transition for us simply because of her desire and her passion. She went out in, in the way she wanted to go out and she knew where she was and she's such at peace with it. It's just going to make a great, a great opportunity for someone else to come in and continue that, continue that, uh, that tradition and get in, really bring in a, a different uh, footprint, if you will, but, but yet everything's already laid out. The groundwork's already laid. The, the, the student athletes are in place. We just need to get somebody to, to lead the team in a new direction. And we started that process right away. I told the girls after Coach Phillips announced to the team that, uh, her decision, I told them, I said, you know, with all of the situations that I've had to be, that I've been a part of at Princeton so far with boys basketball, football, and, um, and now girls basketball and, and of course, baseball and softball, uh, my very first year here, um, we go very quick. You know, we, we, we try not to delay this because that's, that's what our kids need. Our kids need 
consistency. Our kids need a voice in front of them. And I said, I have a goal of our April board meeting to be able to make a recommendation. I feel really good with us to be on that, on that pathway so that we can get somebody in place, get them in front of our student athletes before the school year ends and start laying that summer schedule out for them so that they're ready to go next year. And we'll be looking forward to talking about that once that a recommendation decision uh, has been made here in the coming weeks. Let's move in and let's start talking about now your uh, spring sports because a, a number of them have already started. Uh, a couple others right on the verge of uh, doing so. Let's start off with on the uh, on the diamond with your baseball team. Uh, get off to a nice start by beating Turpin on uh, opening day, and uh, it's really been a tough go. Uh, since that point drop five in a row and the pitching staff has really been hit hard uh, during this skid they've given up 52 runs during this five game skid so hard to get wins when the other team's putting a lot of runs uh, on the board what is the coaching said said about the early struggles uh, of your pitching staff what you just said I mean you know we have uh, our first two are pretty pretty strong and solid Uh, it's after you get through your number two that, that we have to really focus and develop on. And, you know, you, you get in a hole too quick that, uh, you know, you're, you're playing catch up and you just can't do it. Anybody that watched the national championship game last night between Gonzaga and Baylor knows that, you know, if you get yeah. down so much, you just, you just can't recover from that. With that yeah. being said, coach DePeel stopped in the office yesterday and we were just kind of talking before he headed to Fairfield about it and just about the development. And the thing about it is, You look what we did against Turpin on opening day for us, and it wasn't a perfect baseball game, but Mm -hmm. things put themselves, our kids put themselves in a situation where we were successful. We beat a very, very good Turpin team with, I believe he told me, 16 seniors in total they have. Uh, They were in the regional semis or finals the year prior to, uh, with prior to COVID, the last spring season we had two years ago. So they had a lot of momentum and a lot of depth. And we come out and we set the tone and our kids' confidence level goes uh, through the charts a little bit. But then all of a sudden, welcome to the GMC, you know, and, and that's what we're going to face night in and night out. Now, the, the, the great part of that is we're building ourselves up for postseason. And so we could really see ourselves in a position where, you know, you could win one or two. You know, you can get a couple sectional games. Next thing you know, you're in the district semis or quite possibly in the district finals, if you can get that third, fourth pitcher to give us some relief because our first two guys can't throw full full games every single night and try to keep us in it. We won't be able to sustain that for the long term. But, you know, I'm really excited uh, with what what Coach DePeel and the the program's doing right now. The kids seem to be really good. Like I said, Saturday was really the first time I had a chance to see them on the diamond. Um, And I'll see him again this week, Thursday, weather permitting. And, you know, I mean, we got a lot to look forward to. The season's bright. Numbers are good for us, um, which is what we're expecting. You know, that's it's part of it. You got to build that base up and, you know, you just got to start hitting a little bit and, and reducing those errors. And like you said, it's early in the season as well. It's a very, very tough uh, league, as it always seems to be. Uh, every every time out here and a kind of similar story over with your uh, softball team here that they're three games into the year and uh, it's it's not been pretty to start things off but you've played a very difficult schedule to start things off with with uh, Oak Hills and Seton and Coleraine you've got Mason Anderson Middletown coming up Uh, are you surprised by the start of the year given how tough this schedule is at the onset 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I really like what Coach Black's getting the girls moving a little bit. Last night was a real tough loss for the girls, I thought, with Fairfield. Um, but again, it's, it, you, you know, that's, that's the nature of our schedule. We're not going to back down. Uh, we try to put ourselves in the best situation we can to grab some wins. Um, we know how tough it is in our conference. Uh, we mm-hmm. know what we have to go through in order to be successful there. And so I think he had a goal. If he could uh, grab three or four GMC wins this year, um, that really set the tone for us for postseason play. It's still attainable. You know, we just got to put the right pieces together. Our team's young. Um, and I'm not, I'm not totally sure because since we didn't have a season last year, I don't, I don't know how many we would have had returning on the field with a lot of experience. But I think that uh, there's definitely enthusiasm in the dugout. Are, are you getting the sense that both it's, it sounds like from what you're saying and both the baseball coaching staff and the softball coaching staff are looking at the season more in, in terms of the, the long-term uh, outlook for the year. Maybe the, the conference wins may not come early in the year, but we right. are looking more towards the postseason. Is that your sense? That is my sense. And I think that's our objective, you know, okay. right now, because we're just not, we're not deep enough in baseball and softball to maintain where we're going to say, Hey, we're capturing a a GMC title this year. We've got to get that foundation going, get that momentum going, find, find some wins that can, that can keep the, keep that general, you know, generate that enthusiasm a little bit, but we've got to build it. We've got to get, we've got to get our numbers up more. We've got to Mm -hmm. get more people involved in terms of off season programs and what kids are doing in the summertime and in the fall and, and just how, how engaged are they in baseball and softball? Not that that should be the only sport that they're doing, but just how engaged are they in the off-season programming and keeping them with that mental muscle memory, if you will, so that, that we're ready to go and have some sustainability across the board. And I think that's something that we really can, we can put ourselves in a position to do long-term. We, we knew going in that we weren't going to capture a GMC crown right away. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that's something we're going to do down the road. But by playing it, the GMC schedule that we play, plus our non-league schedule, that's setting us up for postseason play, which is what we try to do in all of our sports. You know, the the league prepares us for postseason. And, and, and I think you can yeah. see the fruits of labor of that with with boys and girls basketball this year, with how we did in volleyball this year. You know, you mm-hmm. can see those results in the long term. And we'll be seeing how those results play out as their seasons go along on the diamond. Let's change gears and let's move on to the lacrosse field. Uh, for both the boys and the girls, we're at the club level uh, this year. Not going to be in GMC play. Nothing wrong with that, though. We're still trying to build up uh, these lacrosse programs. How have they looked in training as they get ready to start their seasons? You know, they're, it's really exciting to kind of watch them out there with practice. And I got to see uh, – first a a little bit of a match we had a lot going on one night before break and you know that's a sport that's growing for us it's an emerging sport and I think um, if I remember correctly this is year five for the girls of of having a quote-unquote club last year really set us back in terms of okay now we're ready now we're prepared to to try to enter what we would call a varsity competitive schedule um, we're not there yet, but you, again, just like in what we've seen all season long, uh, in, in all of our sports, there's just a lot of excitement and enthusiasm for being out there this year. 
and getting an opportunity to compete and getting an opportunity to participate has been a big thing for all of our student athletes, given everything we've had to go through. And I really like what, what coach Bailey and coach short are doing with the, with the kids, boys and girls teams respectfully, because they're showing them and teaching them the sport of lacrosse and giving them the fundamentals and preparing us for when we get the numbers that we need and show some sustainability in those programs that we're going to be ready to go to compete. And get those numbers going, get the excitement up. As you said, that's part of it as well. For, for folks that don't know, lacrosse is a very entertaining sport to watch. So as this, as this thing develops, you got a chance to get out there, get out and support these teams because it's a very, it's a very fun sport to watch. And I think you really enjoy when you get the chance to do so. Let's change gears and uh, let's jump into the pool because we've got two very good water polo teams to talk about. Let's start with the boys right now. They're about midway through their season already. They've had a lot of matches in the last few weeks. They're nearly 10 games over 500 right now. They're among the top-ranked teams in Southwest Ohio. Uh, they've been playing very, very well on both sides of the ball. Uh, how would you assess their play thus far? Coach Tamaris just continues to go. I'm, You know, you're 100% right, Jason. We have had one heck of a schedule already, and it's, you know, the season's about done, if you think about it, with how much we've played. I mean, they literally live in the water. And, you know, uh, we, we've got some great ones coming up here this week. Um, you know, we've got – we had Walnut Hills last night, and then we're, we're going to have um, – we're heading up to the Courtney Fisher coming up here this week as well. And just a lot of things. And then Mason coming back here uh, down the road, but you know, our kids, it, it's amazing to watch them. Um, I, I think I said this when we talked about swimming in the winter and, and senior night swimming and how all of the seniors, when they got up and said a few words, they all talked about their favorite memories of water polo and favorite memory of water polo and what they did in water polo. And you, you can watch that and see that because our kids, they get after it uh, every single day. And much like you just said in lacrosse, if you get a chance, you can watch our matches. Our home matches are streamed on our district YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com and search Princeton City Schools. Um, if you get a chance, watch our water polo team because they are impressive and they they are something It's just a, an incredible sport to watch at. Had an opportunity. We held an invitational over spring break. And so I was watching some of it on YouTube as we were traveling to our uh, on vacation. And just it's just entertainment to watch and and the physical nature of it to be able to swim or tread water, because, as you know, there's no shallow end in our no. pool. <laughs> and so it's an endurance sport. And yeah. our boys and girls, they just absolutely eat it up. The Aquavikes are just exciting to watch. Well, and it transitions over to the girls' side uh, as well. And you look on vikenation.org and see some of the results coming in, the way they're doing things in a very dominating fashion. You know, start the year beating Mason 12-6. You, know, you have the you have the, uh, the Princeton invite there. You go 2-1 and one there, beat Walnut Hills 18-2, beat Thomas Worthington 11-3. So they're getting it done on both sides here, both offensively, uh, and defensively and winning games by big margins here. Uh, which side of the of the ball, for lack of a better phrase, has been more impressive to you with the girls, their offense or their defense? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say defensively because of the fact that we're, we're reducing the number of shots on goal by the other team. But then 
how are we doing that? We're keeping the ball down at the offensive end more. So, you know, um, I think it's a combination in terms of, of how it depends on which way we attack, it, you know, the other team. If we get after it right away and we can steal that first serve, if you will, when they, when they drop the ball in and then we can keep the ball down at that end of their goal and prevent it. And then what it does is our offense, our offense is so far down the line. It doesn't give the other team's offense much of a chance to move the ball forward. So they're throwing longer shots into the goal, giving our girls a chance to get back and grab the ball and get the ball and move it back down to the other end of the pool. So, you know, I, I'm going to say our defense has, has kept us in, you know, in that, in that stronghold. But I also think that defense is what wins, you know, matches, but it's, it's the offense that's keeping everything at the other end. So it's kind of a combination. Possessions, nine tenths of the law. And the one way possession that... <laughs> nine tenths of the law. That's a great, that's a great way to put it. Yep. <laughs> when the other that's team a can't great get way to put it. the other team can't get the ball, they can't score. So that's it, right. as you said, it, it kind of sets it up. Uh, in both ways there. Let's move on to the tennis courts, and uh, they're just about ready to get going uh, on the season. you got Middletown and Fairfield uh, this week here. What, how have your conversations gone with Coach Mulholland, and uh, what, what are we looking for in the early start of the season for the tennis team? Well, we, we're going to get them out on the court, you know, and, and uh, we're going we're gonna to start today with Middletown and, and kick the season off, and then, and then it just goes six, seven, eight, you know, right in a row. We're going to get a bunch of matches in. And, uh, and, you know, I think, I think coach Mulholland's just really getting those kids back out there in the motion and getting them, getting them acclimated to the court. Um, we've had a little weather issues early in the year. So obviously they didn't get to see much, much court time in terms of being out there with the, with the rain or the, or the, or the colder temperatures, uh, starting out, but he's gotten them back out there again. He, he was off for break as well. And the kids were off a lot of them were out of town. So, uh, they had a had a week off, and yesterday they got a little practice in, and now they're getting ready to go for today. So, uh, you, you know, I just I'm really excited to watch our boys play this year and see how they how they compete and what they can do um, because they're such a great group of kids. Let's change gears and let's move inside once again, and let's talk about your uh, volleyball team here. And uh, they're getting their season uh, kicked off uh, today against Oak Hills before uh, a couple games later in the week against Taylor. And uh, Lakota West here. This is going to be a very, very busy time uh, for this boys volleyball program. Slated right now to play 20 matches in the next five weeks. So not a lot of days off, a lot of matches in a very condensed time frame. Uh, how is Coach Dutwork planning on managing these kids as far as just their overall health in such with so many matches in such a short time frame? You know, we're we're deeper than we have been in the past, I believe. Um, but so, but our, our, our kids that play, they're student athletes and that's what they want to do. And the spring seems to be that way, you know, 20 matches, five weeks, you're going to go tennis is the same way. Baseball, softball, you know, it's just every other night or every night you've got a game. And so we've had our practice sessions and now we're ready to get after it. And tonight, you know, like you said, we're going to open up with Oak Hills tonight at the school and kick off our season and it's just going to be one thing after another. And I think it, it is managing that health. It is managing that, you know, watching for the injuries, but I think what the key to it's going to be is rotating the kids. Um, what she does have, she, like I said earlier, she's got a bunch of student athletes, but not a lot of them have played volleyball before, but they're so athletic 
they're able to overcome anything that they've not known about the sport. And so Mm -hmm. they've picked it up so quick and they're very aggressive and it's just going to be really fun to kind of watch, you know, and, and um, just to watch these kids go and it's, they, you can see a difference in their face because it's a new exposure for them that they haven't had before. And a lot of them it's seniors that are coming out because it's their last year and they just want a sport to play. And they've been one or two sport athletes all along the way. And now it's just their time to come try something new. And so, uh, you know, coach Duckworth and her staff, they do a great job of, of developing the kids and developing them into, into solid volleyball players. And a lot of, as we said, not only just a lot of sports, a lot of games, a lot of short time. So again, stay on, stay on vikenation.org and keep up with all them schedules, put them in your calendars, so on and so forth. And uh, a couple other teams that are doing the same here uh, are your track and field teams, uh, just getting their seasons going uh, as well on both sides. But a uh, pretty big event coming up uh, this weekend, the uh, the Princeton Invitational going to take place over the weekend here. Hopefully weather cooperates uh, in that respect there. Tell us about the event and uh, how do you expect the Vikings to get out there and compete? So we have eight, we have nine total with us. We have eight schools coming in because uh, Coach Smith and Coach Braddock's uh, wanted to bring a school out of out of Michigan down. That's one of the top top schools in the in the state of Michigan that asked if they could come and run. And so uh, we're going to kick it off at noon and and with prelims. And then in between the prelims and the finals, we're going to have senior night, senior recognition day. And if you saw what we were able to do in the short term at Northmont this past weekend. That's kind of what we're going to expect moving in for the year. I, um, on the girls' side, uh, the expectations are pretty high. Um, Coach Braddock's really, really felt like he had all the pieces to the puzzle last year. And we lost mm-hmm. a couple of those student-athletes due to graduation. Yeah. But I don't know where, especially on the running side of things, I don't know where we have much shortfall right now. Um, Coach Smith on the boys' side, it's going to kind of be the same thing. I mean, we are going to be fast. We're going to be aggressive. And uh, we're going to shock some people a little bit. And I think it's going to be a really exciting spring. And I think looking down the road long term, I think it's going to be an exciting conference championship as well. That's all you can ask for at this point. And uh, we're just happy to not only be talking about a conference championship, but having a season since we didn't have a spring sports season. Uh, one year ago, and that's good to good to see and good to have all the student athletes and, and coaches uh, back at it as well, and good to be back here uh, on the podcast as well. Joe, we certainly appreciate your time here today. I know you've got a lot of things going on as we're getting back into the swing of things, and uh, certainly appreciate it. Jason, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Absolutely. Same to you as well. That is Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts joining us for the spring sports season premiere of this week in Princeton Vikings Athletics here on vikenation.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.